0: Cedric Mullins first pitch blast off into right field at the wall and gone. Hey, now, he is an all-star. Yes, he is. And he is also the guest on the 40th edition of the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media. Should I call you Boyce Cedric Mullins II? Should we be (laughs) uh, official about this or how do you want to go? Uh,
1: Yeah, so because I have the same name as my dad, I typically go by Cedric. So it's kind of odd when I hear Boyce come across right. so it's all right Either okay way. so my my late
0: mother always called me christopher when she was pissed off at me uh, do you do you hear boys in the house when mom or pops is mad well if
1: mom's mad i'll hear cedric because mm. i know boys is still my dad oh okay so, but my dad they'll still call me cedric because i don't think he just likes hearing his own name
0: like, nah. <laughs> do any of your friends call you voice just to get just to get at you a little bit
1: of course of course once they figure it out they just love how it sounds they're like oh voice mm-hmm. okay you no know, sounds sophisticated like, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> why don't we just go all-star voice cedric mullins the oh, second wow. can we put that on the business wow. card
1: now that's a that's a whole title okay yeah we, we can run that we can make that work
0: Okay, now you probably knew you had a, a decent chance because you've just been rolling since day one of the season and it hasn't slowed down. But when it became official within the last few days, was it like an out-of-body experience?
1: Yeah, it was exciting. Uh, I, I first heard the word when I got to the clubhouse that day. Uh, Skip, I got everybody together, made the announcement. Uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. You know, All the support that my teammates uh, had for me at that moment. Uh, you know, I appreciate my family and friends, fans, you know, the voting process. It was really hectic, just getting me to the finalist point. But it was it was awesome.
0: Did you cry? I would have cried. Did you cry?
1: I did not cry. Hmm. I cried. But I did share the news with my folks immediately. And, you know, we had a moment. And, but there were no tears that I could tell on the phone. Did
0: you call or FaceTime the parents?
1: I called them. Uh, FaceTime would have been a good option. I did call them. Uh, I didn't know they were all together, which is probably why I didn't FaceTime them. And they were celebrating Fourth of July all at the same place. I didn't expect that. I knew they're all working at different times and different places, so it was nice to know that they were. Oh God. <laughs> hey, easy, easy there, boys. I don't know what's happening.
0: Second, <laughs> where, where are you going on me? You know, was, here's the deal. Now that you're now that you're out. an all star you got to have somebody hold the phone for you. You can hire somebody now.
1: I don't know what that was, but like the wall just gave out. So you were
0: saying that everybody was together. Keep going. Everybody was
1: together, so I was able to spread the news all at the same time. It was, it was awesome just being able to talk to them afterwards. Okay. Were there any tears shed on their side? If there were, they didn't tell me. I don't know. Maybe my mom. Not sure. My dad typically... You know, a stoic kind of guy just like I am. But so, you know, he might have felt pretty awesome about it, but there were probably no tears shed on his end, and probably say with my brother. Uh, but it was it was still an amazing experience.
0: Okay. So now is the whole crew coming to Denver? How are we doing this?
1: Everybody's coming. I think the best part is my grandma's gonna be coming out and oh. she hates flying. Ooh. Yeah, because at first she was like, I'm, I'm not getting on no flight North Carolina accent. <laughs> and I told her, I was like, This is the first all-star, grandma. Come on now. Like you gotta, you gotta make things happen, not to put you on the uh throw you on the bus, but you you didn't go to my debut back in 18. You gotta kind of make up for that somehow. And she uh after much thought, she's like, All right, all right, I'll I'll go ahead and make the trip. I was like, you're gonna enjoy it. It's gonna be fun. It'll be a good time, so that's okay. what, that's what I'm excited about.
0: Have you played in Denver yet? You probably haven't. I have not. No. Okay, so do not tell Grandma this. I'm I'm obviously an avid flyer. I've been in the business for 30 years. I've flown all over. It's okay. You can decide whether or not to tell her this. Okay. It's a rough landing in Denver. It ain't <laughs> okay. So I don't know if that will help get her on the plane or ease her fears. Because sometimes if you're on the flight and you're bouncing in to Denver, uh-huh. because it is literally the Rocky Mountains. Okay. Like if you're not used to it, you start looking around and the people who are like from Denver or used to flying into Denver, it's no sure. big deal for them. But if you haven't flown into Denver a lot, you're like, what the heck's going on? So do we tell grandma or no?
1: If I plan on messing with her, I'll, I'll tell her right before she gets off. Stop, you, are <laughs> not, you cannot mess with
0: grandma. Grandmas are
1: off limits. We do not mess with grandma, you got me? You should you should see what she does to me sometimes. It's funny. We get we we'll go back and forth. We go back and forth.
0: Let's go. Give me a story.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember, like one off the top of my head. Uh, okay, so I know one time she had like tricked my mom into making her believe that I did something wrong. Oh. You know, within the household, and <laughs> this whole thing started trip like going crazy and that before it got too out of hand she finally admitted to you know messing around and I was like grandma you got you about about got my butt whooped <laughs> for absolutely no reason we gotta we gotta slow down the jokes a little bit here The whole time,
0: grandmas are supposed to take care of their babies like not put them on blast especially when I you don't do once anything. I got to
1: a certain age she said it's time to <laughs> time to change the narrative oh my gosh that is amazing.
0: All right, I love it. It sounds like the Mullins family's hilarious. No, we
1: have a good mix. We have a good mix. Uh, so my dad has the, uh, the my dad and my brother kind of have that dry humor, but uh, you know, come off as funny. My mom is the uh, the partier, I guess you could say. Likes to go out, likes to enjoy herself.
0: All right, mom.
1: So she takes us out of our comfort zone a lot. So uh, I think we feed off each other, it's pretty, it's pretty fun.
0: Okay, so since we're on the topic of the family, I did notice on your Instagram, an amazing holiday family photo. I mean, it is big oh, yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Who is the orchestrator of this picture?
1: Um, mom, for sure. So we were on a cruise uh, that trip, and they had, it was Christmas, Christmas trip uh, out to Hawaii. I want to say and oh. we got dressed up you know saw the decorations they had a section at that section available to take photos and you know the guy lined us up perfect that's my younger brother uh to my right even though he's taller than me and my younger sister in front of me so i'm the oldest of three and you got what it- my dad on the other side
0: yeah I, by the way um, <clears throat> mom's dress is on point. My wife oh. made it. She wanted me to pass that along. So tell <laughs> Cedric that mom's dress is on point.
1: Will do. Will do. Yes. That was a great pick for her. It was a great okay.
0: Pick. What is the best and what is the worst thing about being the oldest of three siblings?
1: Ugh, I'd say the best is that now that I am truly the oldest and everyone's kind of grown now, I can get away with just about anything. hmm what sucked about it is that they can also get away with just about anything. I was like, well, that's not fair. Like, when I was their age, I was still getting in trouble for this, that, and the third. But now, you're kind of like, oh, we're on our third child. You know, we kind of ran through the tests. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. So I'm the, I'm the test subject. Got it. Yeah. Got it.
0: As a father of two, there's actually a term with that. It's called, we don't give a shit syndrome. <laughs> So, seriously, by number three, you're like, do you have something to eat today? Do you have clothes?
1: That's the nail That's the nail That's it. it.
2: We will be back to the Chris Rose rotation right after this message from Cushy Dreams. You're wondering why the Papito Gordito is here talking to you about Cushy Dreams. That's because Boppy uses it. I'll be honest with you guys. A little Cushy Dreams... If it's the end of the day and I'm trying to relax, R-E-L-A-X, remember that? I use Cushy Dreams, relax, puts me to sleep, knocks me out. Too many thoughts up here. Baseball, life, all of it, it's scary. You gotta relax. If that's your thing, go try it out. They got the pre-roll. It looks like Cush, if you order it in the can there, get yourself a gram. Looks like weed if you want to trick a cop. We don't recommend that here at John Boy Media. I'll be honest with you. And hey, if you're not a relaxed person, they got other stuff too. The Create, I'm all about that. They've got whatever you're looking for. They have it at Cushy Dreams. If you haven't tried CBD, you've got to try it. It could be good for your sore joints. It could help you open up your mind a little bit. It can go different ways. And guess what? It's legal in all 50 states. Cushydreams.com. Promo code ROSE, 20% off. 20% off your next order. Doesn't have to be your first. Doesn't have to be your last. 20% off your next order of Cushy Dreams. With promo code ROSE at checkout. Go check them out. Honestly, they've kind of been a ride or die with John Boy Media. It's a really good product. We've had so many people reach back out and say that they loved it. Go check out Cushy Dreams, promo code ROAD, ROSE, 20% off. Back to the show.
0: All right, so you grew up in suburban Atlanta, correct?
1: Yes. Okay. Born born in Greensboro, North Carolina. Stayed there for a year, so I really don't have any memory of that. Grew up in Snellville, Georgia.
0: Okay. Went to Brookwood High School.
1: Brookwood High School.
0: Where you played with another active major leaguer.
1: Yes. Lucas Sims.
0: Now, Lucas, Lucas if, Sims. if I'm right, wasn't he a high, like a first rounder?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to, he might have been, oh, how high was he? It was like between 11 and 27 overall, yeah. I want to say.
0: So, I imagine
1: the scouts were there all the time, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Guns ready. Radar guns were ready. Every time he stepped on the mound, he was going to throw, I mean, gas, even at age 15, just 96, 97, great stuff. I'm like, wow. Okay,
2: yeah,
1: but were weren't year. you out
0: there saying, yo, boys can play a little bit too? <laughs> I
1: never introduced myself saying that, but I for sure wanted to put my talents out there for sure. And, uh, you know, it, it was just one of those things where, you know, I knew they were out there to see this guy and, my, my build at the time, I was probably like five, six, like I was shorter than I am now, about 150, 160, so I definitely didn't pass the eye test when it came to just seeing, seeing me in person.
0: And so, but the dream was always to get to college ball and then make people notice? I mean, what was, what was your thought process? Because there's not a lot of five, 650-pound guys running around baseball.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, the thought process, the final goal was to always end up getting drafted. You know, that was that was the main goal. The steps to do that uh, had to break that down. You know, everyone wants to go to the big D ones. And of course, that was on my mind as well. You know, at the time, I just had to accept what it was and that if I were to somehow, you know, get an offer somewhere to those big D one schools, that the chance of me playing off rip seemed kind of low. So I uh, took my chances going to junior college to, and knowing that I was going to get playing time, that was the most important thing to me.
0: Do you think though, you could have played at a big time program?
1: I feel like I could have, you know, the the growth and development that I went through just over the course of being in college, I feel like, you know, for one brought out you know, my more competitive nature, if I was competing for a spot, and I, I would have zoned in to, and figured out a way to you know make that happen. But I always felt like that. I could have competed at you know, Major D1.
0: So it's interesting. You know, as a parent, we, all, we want our kids to pursue whatever they want. But were your parents also saying, hey, listen, you got to get your education too. Like baseball is a great dream to have. That's awesome. And we're behind you a thousand percent. But you got to have something else, kid.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of the same thing with my parents. They really um, focused on the education side, even when I was in high school. And you know, I couldn't, uh, couldn't just walk around with whatever GPA. I think I had a 3, uh, I want to say a 3.7 coming out of high school. So pretty solid. And then I went to a junior college. And you know, I, I took all these ridiculously hard college courses in high school that when I got to junior college, it was like a, just a walk in the park because uh, I, I had to take a lot of core classes again. So I walked out of there with a 4.0, and that's what helped get my full ride to Campbell University. And, uh, you know, at that point, I, I put myself in a good situation baseball-wise where it was like, you put one more good year together, you have a very solid chance. And so my parents came to me. They were like, hey, you know, even though we still want you to focus on getting good grades, we do want you to put a hint more focus on baseball this year. I was mm. like, oh. So even they had the feel that something good was about to happen.
0: That's awesome. Now I want to head back though to um to your high school. You said you were okay. taking some tough courses. What were we taking
1: oh, yeah. back then? Who so I had so college courses, they were called AP. Yeah, so AP. I had AP chemistry, AP physics, AP language arts, AP statistics, AP calculus. Hey,
0: Timeout. <laughs> hold on that's too many APs yeah can you stop that's that's too many APs no 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 like you can take two that's
1: good you just ran off like four or five man Uh, that's I was suited for those courses at least some of them the other ones my mom kind of nudged me in that direction but I was always a math guy so I enjoyed taking you know the calculus statistics even physics those were uh Physics and chemistry, those are fun ones for me to take. But language arts, well, oh Out. Never, never was a huge reader. Mm-hmm. Just uh, numbers worked better than words.
0: Do you have a book next to your bed right now?
1: No. I got one on the show. <laughs> it, is that just
0: for show or are you reading it?
1: It's one I will eventually read for sure because it's the, um, let's see, let me get the title. If I can see it from here, I can't. There's a book on Hank Aaron. It's a it's a book on what? Hank Aaron. Oh, it's great! A, it's a for sure, I'm going to read that.
0: Let's go. I had a chance to to meet Mr. Aaron at yeah. a uh, at a function probably a decade ago, and it it stopped me in my tracks. Wow! Just you know, I mean, there's certain there's certain athletes, entertainers. People that walk into a room and you're like, the world just stops sure. for a second. And I sure. had that twice with with Mr. Aaron. It was, it was unreal. Have you ever had that moment with somebody?
1: Uh, so I'm trying to. Remember. I I never got a chance to meet my favorite player growing up, which was Andrew Jones uh, with the Braves. Uh, but I did run into. I ran to Terry Pendleton at a random store, and my dad noticed him. He was like, hey, that's, uh, that's Terry over there. Why don't you go say hello? I was like, there is no way that <laughs> no, I'm saying hello to this man. Like, Just the fact that I see him in person is weird enough. It was like seeing my teacher at the store. Like, Just, no, we're not doing that. But it was awesome.
0: So you went up to him?
1: Did not go up to him. Okay. I did not go up to him, no.
0: Cedric? Okay, let me tell you a few reasons. Enjoy his you presence. All right. First of all, I imagine huge Braves fan, right? Growing up. Yes. Although he, you're not old enough to have remembered Terry Pendleton playing. He won the MVP. He was a switch hitter, much like you, until you, you gave it up. He wore double ear flap helmets, which was awesome back in the day because he didn't need to. And most importantly, he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's, like, you guys would have, I think, would have seen pretty much eye to eye. Like, you could have gone up to him and been like, hey, listen, I'm not the biggest guy in the world, but I have major league dreams. How did you make it? Like, I, that's it. See, we're going to get Terry Pendleton on this show, <laughs> and we are going to have the conversation
1: now. I just don't recall how old I was when I, when I ran into him. Got it. And so that was probably the biggest thing that kept me from Speaking with him, you know, it was always the shy, shy kid growing up. Never went out of my way to do something like that. but just enjoyed seeing him out and about and just Mm -hmm. enjoyed that day for that. Okay. All
0: right. So let's, let's get on to the the minor leagues. You drafted in the 13th round. You start your career. What was it like being a minor leaguer? Because I've had a ton of guys tell me that they all wanted to quit at some point. Did that enter into your brain? I mean CC Sabathia told me one time he said I asked my mom and he was a first round pick. He said I asked my mom if I would have to give back my so- signing bonus in order to quit because he said I wanted out that bad. Hey. Wow.
1: The, the thought of quitting never popped into my head. I just knew that it was called the grind for a reason. That that's all I'd say like just I know and it was funny because starting in short season, we were at Aberdeen and it was like a tease. The field was amazing. We had great food. You know, the travel wasn't bad. It was the New York Penn League. So you were like taking three-hour trips up to New York and they had great food, nice stadiums. And then I went to Lake. And that was Delmarville. It was in the middle of nowhere. I don't even think we had post-game meals. The only places that were open after a game was Denny's and Papa John's, mm. so I had a ton of wings from Papa John's. The average travel time was around twelve hours oh. on the sleeper bus, and you. you and then we sometimes we come back from an away series, and it'd be seven in the morning, and we still have a game that night. And I was like, oh my gosh, the grind. It
0: it's rough, like okay. it's. People do not understand, and we, all we see are a bunch of you know 700 and almost 800 major leaguers playing a kid's game and getting paid handsomely. We yeah. do not see those bus trips and oh, everything man. that comes with it. It's it is. Oh, and that's what separates the guys who make it and the guys who don't because the talent difference is not that large, right?
1: Yeah, that's the one thing that you notice pretty quick. Like Guys are talented. It's, it's a matter of being able to put it all together, keep it all together, And, you know, just staying mentally strong because those are moments where you're like, I don't know if I can take too much more of this.
0: When did you think I have a legitimate
1: shot of making the big leagues? When I, so after my low-A season, I didn't realize how good of a year I had until, like, I saw media reports. Because I hit 270, and I always have high expectations for myself. But I had double-digit doubles, triples, and homers. Mm. With around with around 30 stolen bases. And I was like, okay, you know, I know I put those together, but I was like, ah, you know, the focus in my mind is like, ah, my average wasn't where I wanted to be. And people were like, no, you had a like really solid year. And then um my manager at the time uh had said, Hey, you know, going into spring training next year, you should shoot for double A. Like just have that in your thought process. I was like, Skipping a whole level, especially from low A to double A. That, that sounds crazy. And, mm-hmm. You know, worked my tail off during that offseason, came into spring training, had a really solid showing, uh, especially coming up and down from uh, the Miley side to the big league games. Had had a few good games there. And the next thing I know, they were saying, Hey, you're going to start in double A. I was like, Well, like, this is okay. Like, this is the moment. This is all I've been told. Like, hey, if you, can show you stuff in Double a, like you're right there with the big leagues. That's, that's awesome. I was like, "Wow, like this is coming
3: together." We'll be right back to the Chris Rose rotation, but first, a quick word from DraftKings. First and foremost, we want to send an extra big thank you to DraftKings. They're sending us to the All Star Game next week. We're doing tons of fun things with all the John Boy media personalities. You know, Jamie, Jake, Trevor Plouf will be there. Chris Rose will be there. Uh, so lots of content coming your way. It wouldn't be possible without DraftKings. And let me tell you about their current promotion. UFC 264 is coming up, and DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC, has a knockout offer for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering 264-1 to odds on the knockout in the first round during Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first-round knockout, you walk away with the cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win by first-round knockout, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 264-1 to odds on that fighter. That's right. Bet $1 on McGregor or Poirier to win by first-round knockout, and you win $264. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry. If MMA isn't for you, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, so much more. Just about every sport you can think of. They've got great offers for you. DraftKings is safe and secure and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ROSE, that's R-O-S-E, when you sign up to turn $1 into $264. When you bet on the main event fighter to win by first-round knockout, place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code ROSE to turn $1 into $264. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or an Indiana 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Back to the show.
0: Well, I think that for Orioles fans, you really popped the day in spring training where you took a 300-save guy deep in Craig (laughs) Kimbrell. with. I mean, if you look at Buck Showalter after when you get back to the dugout, he's like, okay, that's a major league swing. What do you remember about it?
1: Yeah, I remember when I was on deck, I wasn't, I didn't even pay attention yet to who was throwing. And I, <laughs> I was about to walk up and I saw him getting his pose. And of <laughs> course, I'm, you know, having flashbacks watching with the Braves. And I'm like, I'm about to face Jimbo this dude is disgusting. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, short and sweet to the ball, short and sweet to the ball. But I know if I get any kind of length around it, I'm gonna be late. And sure enough, I was able to put a short swing on it. And I don't hit opposite field home runs often. Like I'm, I'm usually the side guy. And When I saw the ball come off, and of course, spring training, the ball just flies everywhere. And it came off on an absolute line. and I'm looking at it, I'm like, did I really just? And then it, I heard the horn go I was like, Wow. I'm sure my phone's blowing up right now. <laughs> that was awesome.
0: You heard from, a, I, I imagine, a ton of family and friends since you just took a Bra- former Braves all-star deep, right?
1: I for sure did. They, they, they were congratulating me, talking all kinds of crap. and I, I heard a little bit of everything. But I
0: got to I gotta give you credit for, once again, you went Terry Pendleton, double ear flap on me because that's yeah. what the minor leaguers have to do. And then number 85. I mean, please tell me that jersey's hanging somewhere.
1: <laughs> Probably on someone else's back by now. I don't know. <laughs> as they handed it to me, I was like, this thing is three times too big. But, hey, we're going to make it work. All right.
0: <laughs> like you thought maybe you were a tight end for the Ravens accidentally. Like they gave you this <laughs> big old jersey. This thing's a little I, too
1: large. Until, until Judge got number 99, I didn't know jerseys had numbers that high.
0: <laughs> all right so cedric uh how did you find out that you got the call to the
1: show okay so uh at the time i was uh dealing with some food poisoning so i actually hadn't played for, for three days and you know sometimes three days can feel like a week and a half when you're used to just playing every day and i got called into the office and he was like uh so it was uh, a manager at the time was um uh, I don't know why I'm blanking right
0: now. Some important guy in your life. It's cool.
1: Very important. Very important. I just had a brain lapse right there. Just ran through like fifteen names, and the one didn't come. It'll come to me during. Yeah,
0: summer. we'll just call him Joe. Joe. Good. <laughs> Joe gave you the call,
1: and um, he called me and he was like, "Hey, how are you feeling?" And I was like, "I'm I'm good. Like I'm ready to play tomorrow." He's like, "Good, because you're going to the bigs." And I was like, "Wait, what?" It's like, uh, "Yeah, like you're you're getting called up." And I was like, "I haven't played in four days. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how I feel." And, I was like, <laughs> and he was like, "Well, that that doesn't really matter." And I was like, "Oh, Jesus! All right." So I was like, "Well, what what do I need to do? What do I need to do?" So like, I got a ton of emotion running. I'm excited, nervous, just everything at the same time. And I was like, "So what, what do you do?" He was like, "Okay, so." And you're not gonna play today. Yeah, pack your stuff and you're gonna drive to such and such, get with our travel guys, you're gonna get you in the hotel, all that. And I was like, all right, cool. So drive that night. It takes me about three and a half hours from Norfolk to drive in driving up to Baltimore and pull in the city. You know, it's lit up. I see the Raven Stadium has the the purple and all the different colors flashing on their stadium. And and I see the huge uh, casino right next to that. And I was like, all right, so I get in. And of course, I let my family and all of them know, like, immediately after it happens. And, you know, I was just trying to go to sleep that night, you know, preparing for the next day. And that's kind of how that went. And then that kind of led into, you know, the day itself, which was awesome. And, you know, in terms of my family getting there, they drove all the way from Georgia in one day. So it took them 12, 13 hours. But they made the trip. They made that game. I was excited to see.
0: Yeah. Well, you didn't just make the game. You made Orioles history. You became the first bird to ever have three hits
1: in his debut. Did you know that? I did know that. So after after I had gotten my third hit, I came to the dugout and they had flashed it up on the screen. And I was like, no way. Like, it's so all I'm thinking of all the guys that have ever debuted at the Orioles. And I'm like, wow, like that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah.
0: They've kind of a, a rich history. And back in the day, they were great at developing young ballplayers. Came through the, you know, it was called the Oriole Way, coming through that system. So it's not like just oh, another franchise. It's, Mm-hmm. Steeped in tradition, which is is pretty special. Like, do you remember? Did you kind of black out during like your first hit or anything?
1: Yeah. So all right, back to the manager of It was RJ. It was Ron Johnson. And I was like, so he's the one that let me know. And then in terms of blacking out, I, I think I was fully aware of what was going on. Like, but in terms of my first at bat, I definitely blacked out because I faced Givaldi for the first time, and um, I was going to butt. I remember the first pitch I showed bunt, and was, he threw a curveball. I was like, oh, the first pitch I see in the bigs is a curveball. And it was, like, a foot outside, calm strike. And I was like, <laughs> all right, you know, it's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to swing away then. You know, screw, screw the bunt, I'm going to swing. And he threw, like, a 95-mile-per-hour cutter inside that I took. And I was like, for a ball, like, ooh, that was – that came in pretty tight. And the very next pitch, you threw a 97 mile per hour cutter, about the same spot, It's a little more over the plate. And I just brought my hands to it, hit a ball down, down right field line. And I got the second, and I showed no emotion. No emotion. No, let's go. I just got an RBI, no, nothing. I just stood there. And I was like, all right, on to the next play. Because I like that. I was just so locked in. It, I just had nothing to show for it.
0: You didn't even look up in the stands to try and find your, your people?
1: I looked for absolutely nobody, called time. You know, uh, I want to say Joe West might have been the second base umpire of that game. And he congratulated me. I was like, you know, thank you, thank you. And I'm just getting my signs. That's awesome. So good. So what was the celebration like after the game, though? So celebration after the game, I was able to call my family down uh, into the tunnel afterwards, took photos, hugged everybody, uh, you know, spent a little time. was able to introduce them to some of the players, Uh, some guys on the opposing team had walked by around the same time. They congratulated me. So that was awesome.
0: That's cool stuff, man. Uh, So, you know, you kind of bounced up and down, didn't get full playing time really until until this year when you became the guy. And the first three, four weeks, everybody's like, all right, Cedric Mullins is really killing it. And that was in late April. And now here we are in almost the middle of July and you are still producing it. Have you surprised yourself?
1: I'd say yes. So making the choice to stop switch heading, you know, it, 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 it seemed like a clear answer to me. And when I came to that decision, you know, I talked to Hyde about it, talked to Elias and just kind of, you know, giving them my take on why. And it was really just based off the numbers. Like they didn't lie. Like I was not producing on my right side, you know, really at any given point in my career as a pro, but it definitely didn't show in, at the big week level. And I was like, it, it might take way too long for this side to develop for me to be competitive. And I already knew my left hand swing was at a very strong point. Needed a little fine tuning, and that's what I did uh, back in nineteen after the year that I had. I just I went out, found a hitting specialist, basically with technology, and just kind of see how my body's moving in certain places and what adjustments I can make to just be a little more efficient, especially with my contact rate. I feel like I was finding a lot of balls off, of clipping balls soft, just not hitting the ball hard, and I think that was one of my main focal points after that season. So I came back and made that decision. And so now we're going to 2020. So I was still switching, not 2021. Made the decision to stop switching. And I expected to have strong at bats versus left on left. I did a lot of pitching machine type of scenarios, you know, putting guys basically well behind my back to simulate almost a submarine guy, like someone who I would rarely ever face, just to get adjusted and acclimated to keep my shoulder in and not pulling off or, you know, being terrified of getting drilled in the face or something. But, uh, you know, I was able to do that pretty well and came spring training. I think the very first game I ended up facing Montgomery and I ended up hitting a triple. And I was like, okay, and that's, that's a great start, you know, just being able to make solid contact left on left. Now, where do we go from here? And I, I ended up facing a second lefty that game, hit a single. I was okay, so I just continued to build off of that, and the confidence definitely continued to grow.
0: Is there any truth to the rumor you are sending a petition to the Major League Baseball officers to get my Cleveland Indians brought from the Central to the American League East so you can face them 19 times a year <laughs> and continue to destroy their pitching?
1: Uh, that is definitely a rumor that I have not heard of, <laughs> but that is hilarious. Uh, yeah, it was it was a very solid series for me. I I can't even describe what my thought process was during that time. It was I think I was just seeing everything extremely well. Like I must have drank the right bottle of water or something that day. It was it was crazy.
0: So, Cedric, you've got a couple of fans in the Rose household. I have two boys that are 20 and 15. They they're digging your season. But they were hurling insults your way. I'm just <laughs> letting you know it was they were like Cedric Mullins did it again to us, Dad. I was like, Yeah, he we haven't gotten him out guys we're just did you did you even know i was an indians fan and care about my well-being or
1: no <laughs> i was unaware of that no one had told me either so you know I, I was just going out there having fun playing yeah. hard at that point i had i had no regards
0: yeah it was a blast cedric thanks really enjoyed it <laughs> nine straight hits it was uh, one shy of the orioles record set by Ken Singleton many moons ago. Yeah. Uh, pretty impressive, though. It was uh, well done by you. I um, it. You also take a ton of pride in your defense as well. So I'm going to give you two plays to choose from. Which catch did you like better? We'll start with the Nelson Cruz one. Okay. Where you had to go to your backhand side. Uh, maybe scale of 1 to 10.
1: How do you rate this? Whew. I would honestly rate that 1 to 10. Ooh. Yeah, I could I could rate that one a 10. Just, so like,
0: as in best catch you've ever made at the major league level? It
1: might have been one of the best catches I've ever made. And what? the reason being is I think that's the first time I actually slid at the wall instead of diving.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. impressive. Jim Palmer said you know, he, he played with the gold-glover Paul Blair, and he said that's the sort of play that Paul Blair used to make. So, yeah. In Oriole circles, once again, that's that's a pretty good name to be mentioned with. The other one is against Jonathan VR. You're going to the other side. Mm -hmm. Is this one better than the Nelly Cruz catch?
1: I've made catches like that before. I think it was just fun to do it against VR. Why is that? Just playing with him in the past, and you know, having fun with him, and (laughs) pointing at him after I made the play, and he's going back to the dugout smiling. So it was, it was, that was a fun moment. And to start off the game, like no one expected, I didn't expect to have to lay out first play of the game. It was just my legs were feeling good. I'm able to go attack this ball. And, you know, I saw a chance to dive. And it was always that split, split decision where it's like, okay, do I, do I not? And I went with it and the ball went straight in the glove. Did you get on base
0: that game and like get near VR at all? And if so, did yeah, you say anything? I, I,
1: I was on, I got on second somehow. I don't know if I had hit a double. For walked or someone moved me over, but he just kind of looked at me and he was like, "Why?"
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that stuff. That's good. All right, uh, before we before we get going and wrap things up with uh, with Cedric the Entertainer, I got to get into your your players' uni. Um, So have you always been called Cedric? I I love it. You just went the Entertainer, which is (laughs) that's classy on the back of the players' uni.
1: Yeah, it's Um, so. uh, When I first brought that up, of course, everyone knows about Cedric The Entertainer, the comedian. And so I didn't know if there would be some uh, just uh, consequence for taking the name. And I was like, well, you know, this uh, if I'm able to use it, that'd be cool. If not, I'll take something else. And then they came back and they're like, no, no, I think it works. I was like, okay, well, we'll
0: go with it. Oh, yeah. No. Well, I have to name drop here because I used to host a show, you're too young, called The Best Damn Sports Show, period. And oh, nice. Cedric used to be a guest host all the time. So he's a huge yeah. sports fan. So the, the fact that you wanted to say, hey, man, the entertainer, we're both Cedric, we just entertain in different ways. Although you're very funny, but a different kind of funny. I think he would appreciate it. <laughs> I'm not going to speak for Cedric the Entertainer, but I, I think, think he
1: did appreciate it. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think he actually like gave me a shout-out um, Went during the Players Weekend. I'm not sure if he thought I was a Little League player because I think he hashtag Little League <laughs> in his post. <laughs> so, you know, I, I took a little offense to that, but it's all good. I, I appreciated him just noticing. So that was oh. pretty cool. I love that. I love that.
0: And you also had some, some swag with the shoes as well. The cleats. Do you, do you get in on the design and everything?
1: Yeah. So I kind of, uh, it it was kind of just, uh, artist discretion, basically just, Hey, I want this kind of theme, you know, but you can do whatever you want with it. I wanted Georgia to be involved. So they, they threw the huge peach, uh, on the front of the toe, I think they had the hawk symbol on the side. They had the skyline on the other side. It was it was awesome what they did. I gave them a blank white cleat. I was like, you couldn't ask for a better canvas, not having to dodge around different colors. So
0: awesome. I, I got to finish it up with you've got a picture from your Instagram where you are as swagged out as can be. Big watch. The pants. That, <laughs> I don't know. Who on your team needs the most help when it comes to
1: fashion? (laughs) Oh, man. I guess it depends on where you're at. So let's let's say if I brought Hunter Harvey to where I'm from and guys that I hang out with, I believe he would need the most help with his swag. Being where he's from, he's got the most swag there with <laughs> the cowboy boots with the wrangler jeans and the usa hat he's got it nailed is he the guy that's got like
0: 12 different pair of wranglers and he just decides on you know he probably brings them all on a road trip you know the three city road trip <laughs> or does he wear the same pair over and over and they, he
1: honestly could have 12 different pair but they're all the same exact pair so you'd never know <laughs> That's good stuff, man. All right.
0: uh, Last thing before we get out of here. We spin the wheel of moderately interesting things here on the Chris Rose Rotation. So uh, something, a topic will pop up here. Let's see what we get. Spin the wheel of moderately interesting things. Even though I'm on the road, we still bring the wheel with us. And it is e-tail. What was the last thing you purchased online?
1: A phone case. (laughs) Yeah, okay. that was it. Nothing too interesting. Phone or something too? Or? I no, the phone was the exact same, but I ran this phone case to the ground. My old one dropped it a million times. Uh, it holds like some of my cards and, and ID and all that too. So I have the one with like the extra pockets in it. It, it was just falling apart. So that was the most recent one. And past that, I haven't bought anything online in a minute. Okay, are you a bargain shopper? Do, do you, no, that's
0: okay.
1: nah, not really. I think because I don't buy too much stuff, I, I go ahead and splurge a little bit when I decide to. Okay.
0: So I lied. I do have one more thing for you. All <laughs> right. How badly do you want to start the All-Star game now that Trout's injured?
1: See, yeah, I, I, I definitely would love to start the All-Star game. It sucks that it would be due to an injury. You know, I, I hate for anyone to have to be dealing with injuries. We just, hate it too, but you know what? He started a lot of these things, so it's okay. <laughs> so when you put it that way, he's got a lot of starts on his belt. It'd be awesome. Like, I, I know people have asked me, like, you know, how would it feel? I'm like, shoot, there's no telling. Like, there's no telling what I might feel in the moment of being on the field with an all-star team. Like, just it's something that I've watched year after year growing up. And it's like, wow, that looks like so much fun. To have the opportunity to be an all-star, you know, amongst the top guys in the league. You know, that's just saying something in itself. And to be able to get the start. It's crazy.
0: Would be pretty cool to be the first guy stepping into the box against Jacob deGrom, wouldn't it?
2: Ooh.
1: That'd be pretty fun. I
0: would enjoy that bet. Listen, man. It's been a pleasure getting to know you today over the last 40 minutes or so. I really appreciate your time. I'm so excited for you to get out to Denver. It's just been a remarkable run for you and keep, keep going, dude. Don't let this, just let this be the beginning for baseball fans because you are fun. You are entertaining. You've got a great presence about you. And you'll be one of the big reasons why they eventually turn things around there in the charm city. So thank you for your time. I really appreciate it, Chris. Thank you for having me. And, and tell grandma, have a good flight out to Denver. i <laughs> will <laughs> tell her. I will tell her. She'll be, all right. She'll be we'll, all right. We're rooting for her as well. That is Cedric the Entertainer. Some people know him as, as Boyce. We just know him as Cedric Mullins. All-star of the Baltimore Orioles. Thanks very much for joining us. Big shout-out to our editor extraordinaire, Robbie Shirako, our awesome, awesome summer intern as well, Alden Stone. And we'll see you next time here on the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.